Welcome to the Hazel Rockets podcast, the number one golf podcast for new product launches, interviews with industry experts, golf trends, and more. Hi, this is Ken Morton Jr. and this is episode number 34 of our Hazel Rockets podcast, where we talk all things golf. We talk equipment, we talk about uh, movies, food, you name it. Um, this particular week's episode is going to be about a U.S. success story that is, uh, it's, it's kind of remarkable and it's kind of in totality of its scale and how it got started and, and all that good stuff. Um, one of the most beautiful golf products that is put out in the marketplace are putters from Bettinardi Golf. And if you've seen them, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, if you haven't seen them, I'd encourage you to uh, either watch this podcast, uh, where we'll certainly show some of the putters out on video, or uh, go to betnardi.com so you can actually see these works of art. Um, it was actually founded back in 1998 by a gentleman by the name of Bob Betnardi, almost by accident. He owned a CNC milling company and uh, wasn't in the golf business whatsoever, but was seeing some of the product that was out in the marketplace, and it was a, uh, a quality and a level of which he knew that the machines that he had there in Chicago were going to be far better uh, and, and produce a far better product than anything that was uh, out in the marketplace. And it was in uh, 1991 that he really took his passion for golf and uh, turned the putter industry upside down. He creates these pieces of art, and, that, and that's really what they are there. They've got these amazing um, face uh, honeycomb, you know, etchings that are on there. And, and I mean, they're, the finishes that he has on them, they do look like golf jewelry. And uh, what he did was take these giant billets of steel and actually create two putters in a mirror image of one another out of a solid block of metal uh, using this uh, kind of one-piece technology wherein all of the other manufacturers were using castings and forgings and welding putters to put them together. He created this ultimate work of art that then became kind of the go-to on how all other putter vendors would actually create their putters, including um, some like Scotty Cameron, which are kind of viewed as the pinnacle of what's in the marketplace. It was Bob Bettinardi that really started that craze. And um, through his finishes and through his work through his hive, which is uh, this awesome kind of collector's piece to his website where he continues to, um, you know, uh, create these uh, sometimes Frankenstein, sometimes beautiful pieces of one-of-one of one putters that he makes available to them. Um, the This combination of his talent and being a really innovative club designer and, and just a wonderful eye for what a good putter looks like um, actually has made a really good formula for success at Bettinardi. And where we are going to jump off and actually talk about the vendor is uh, with an interview with his son. Um, those of you that have listened to this podcast recognize that I am a second generation uh, golf industry guy. My dad is a longtime PGA golf professional, in fact, a PGA Hall of Famer, and I have been uh, very blessed to kind of grow up in his shadow and and have that kind of generational compass point me the in the right direction. 
Um, Sam Bettinardi is very much that same way. Uh, he joined the company back in 2012 to lead marketing and sales and expand their e-commerce. Um, today, he actually serves as the vice president of the company and taking a key role in putter design and player development. And, uh, and of all of the major golf OEMs, Bettinardi is one of the only father-son operated businesses. I can think of maybe Ping Golf, where that's kind of a family-held business, and uh, where uh, um, John Kay and, and Elder John Solheim kind of work hand-in-hand with one another. But they're still located in Chicago, while nearly everything else in our industry has been moved overseas. Um, that in itself is really a remarkable story into itself. But... What over that time, Bettinardi has amassed over 80 worldwide tour wins, um, and they continue to prove their distinction and find their ways into the game's best golfers' hands around the globe. They're extremely collectible, and um, I have had an opportunity to see the new 2022 designs, and they have outdone themselves again. They're beautiful and elegant and classic and in some ways much more understated than anything that they've had before without losing a hint of their beauty and uh, so we're super excited we're going to have Sam Bettinardi here as our guest to talk about all things Bettinardi a little bit about the history of the company and a lot about what's forthcoming with these new putters and, and new equipment for them in the new year so without further ado let's please welcome Sam Bettinardi. Ken, thanks for having me on. Appreciate yeah. it. Uh, Sam is a second-generation uh, golf geek like I am and uh, following um, some big footsteps in the industry. Maybe we'll start a little bit with um, the humble beginnings of Bettinardi and maybe how you guys got started um, before we kind of evolve into some of the new exciting products that you guys have coming down the pike. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, like you just said, Ken, uh, second generation, you know, my father, uh, Bob Bettinardi, started Bettinardi Golf in 1998, and it happened even a little before that. Um, in 1991, my father uh, owned a machine shop. He had one or two CNC milling machines, and for those of you that know the weather in Chicago in December, it was not fun, so he was bored one day and walked into a golf shop and saw an ad on the wall for a Bobby Jones Billet Series putter uh, made by Callaway that had a picture of the putter with a Bridgeport milling machine in the background. And he thought to himself, why in the world are they making their putters on this outdated technology on this Bridgeport machine? They should be using CNC. And CNC stands for Computer Numerical Control, where the machinists and the operators are programming the putters and any machine parts, for that matter, on a machine which is a lot more efficient, it's quicker, it's more accurate versus a Bridgeport machine. It was all done by hand. So on the ad, there was actually a phone number, so he called Callaway and told him, you know, my name's Bob Bettinardi. I'd like to be able to help you make putters. You know, left a message with the secretary, didn't think anyone would call him back. And about five minutes later, they called him and said, hey, we actually do need help milling our putters. The vendor we're using is not working out. The quality's horrible. Their delivery is late. We're not getting good communication. We'd love to meet you. So my father got on a plane from Chicago, flew to California, 
and learned a little about what they needed in terms of uh, of the putter shape and, and how to make it. And he came back to Chicago. And what I still think is the coolest part about what he did and what changed the golf industry forever is he milled a putter out of one solid block of steel. So this was in 1991, early 1992. At the time, everyone in the golf industry was either casting their putters where they were pouring the metal into a mold and the putter would come out. They were forging them or they were still milling it, but they would mill the body. If you think about an RBB1 or an answer-style putter, they would mill the body, they would mill the neck, and then they would weld the pieces together. So it was very inefficient. The consistency and the accuracy wasn't there. So when my dad came back to Chicago and milled a putter out of one solid block of steel, it took him two months to do. But when he did it, it was a huge breakthrough in golf. So back then, he started doing a little bit of work for Callaway. Some of the other OEMs came calling uh, from 93 to 98. He was the go-to source for a lot of these golf companies. And, you know, in 93, there was only about seven players using milled putters on the PGA Tour. And by 98, there was over 100. So it just really, really took off. Golfers love the feel. They love the quality. They love the performance. They love the look of a milled putter. Again, a one-piece milled putter. And then again, in 98, that's when my father started Bettinardi Golf. So I think that's an important distinction when you're talking about the hosels being milled with the heads because... 30 years later, that's still a major hallmark to Bettinardi that very few milled putter companies are doing, correct? Uh, correct, yes. A lot of companies that are milling the putters are milling them out of one block of steel, and I'm not privy to how anyone else is doing it. And I could tell you with 100% certainty, almost all the putter companies that you'd find you know, in your store, Ken, don't make their own putters or they're made overseas. They have other companies doing it, or again, they're made in China. I know the 100% certainty. I can walk from my desk here in Tinley Park, Illinois, onto our manufacturing floor, which is about 20 feet from me, and I can watch our you know 38 CNC milling machines making putters 20 hours a day, five, sometimes six days a week, out of a solid block of steel. So that's the big Bettinardi difference is that it's all done in-house and they're all cnc made you know our whole brand is all about quality 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 you know precision performance um so that's that's the key bettinardi difference there again on how we make the product is from a, a design and a playability standpoint from someone out there who might be questioning the difference between a cnc milled putter that has a welded hosel versus one that's not from the, from the designer's perspective, what would you tell them is the big benefit? Well, we still make welded putters, Ken. You know, if there's tour players that use our product, like let's say even Matt Kuchar right now, uh, who's using a reverse arm lock. He's got his, the arm lock on his right hand. Well, the only way to really do that was to weld the neck at a certain angle in order to achieve that. Or if a player wants a face-balanced, uh, you know, blade style like a BB0, we would weld it. But in terms of mass production and producing our product at volume, you can't weld that many pieces. And in terms of performance, again, if you're a consumer, the weld I still think looks cool. Uh, but in terms of performance, you know you're going to get the same part over and over and over and over again because it's precision milled to that exact tolerance and that exact spec. When my team of welders in our shop has to weld a certain putter together, they're doing it all by hand. So again, there's not a, a it's not bad. 
it's just in terms of the, the mass production and repeating it over and over again, we're talking, we're milling it, you know, plus or minus, you know, one gram of the final weight. So if my putter's 350 grams, it's either 349 or 351. So the tolerances are tight. Or if the top line is a certain, uh, you know, 350 thousandths of an inch, it's going to be plus or minus 500,000. So sometimes it's the size of a human hair. Very, very tight tolerances. When you're doing the welding, uh, it's, it's almost impossible to repeat that over and over again. I know one of the early design hallmarks of your dad's putters was some of the face work that he did, too. I still think some of those early honeycomb faces are some of the most beautiful pieces of art in our, our business. Um, maybe talk a little bit about that and, and kind of how that's somewhat evolved into design and performance elements, too. Absolutely. So when we were when we were the go-to OEM in the '90s, making putters for uh, many of the companies, a lot of the, the millings that we used were called a fly mill face. It's what you would find on our BB series. You know, when you come down in the machine and you do a, a pass over the whole face of the putter, which leaves beautiful milling marks. But what my father found in '97, '98 is that the face was concave. So he thought to himself, "Gosh." You know, golfers are trying to get this little ball, in, you know, in a four-and-a-quarter-inch hole. Why would you want the hitting surface to have a concave effect? Maybe the ball's going to come off sideways. It's inconsistent. So when he was testing new face millings, he discovered the honeycomb face milling, which not only looked like jewelry, and it was just so beautiful and stunning. No one had ever had a face like that before, but the face was also completely flat. You got rid of the concave effect. Uh, so he approached some of the companies he was working with and showed them the face, and they weren't interested. And he thought he had something really, really special there. So that was one of the reasons why he branched off on his own and, and founded Betnardi Golf in December of 98. So I think a lot of it had to do with, again, how beautiful it was and the performance benefits of having a completely smooth and flat putting sur- uh, you know, surface on the putter head you know, while you're hitting the golf ball, which, you know, feel – and performance would go right into that new face milling. When you flash forward now to 2021, um, you guys are you know still making uh, beautiful uh, milled putters in, in two different families of putter, um, but then you have a new uh, maybe kind of higher tech uh, mallet line that's kind of been introduced to the family the last uh, five or six years as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So in our current range, we have our BB series, which has been around since 1999. Our studio stock range, we introduced about 10, 12 years ago. Our Queen Bee range, again, 10, 12 years ago. And the Innovate, like you said, the last five years, the Innovate line has been phenomenal. And Innovate stands for innovation. So what we're doing there is we're trying to create really beautiful uh looking high MOI mallets that perform really well and still fit the look of, of the Bettinardi models. They're all precision machined. You know, the front piece now, it was a great breakthrough for us. I actually changed the design where we used to use aluminum in the front and stainless in the rear. A lot of players on tour uh, thought aluminum was too soft and they wanted, you know, the traditional feel of uh, stainless steel. So we reversed it where now all of our Innovate putters have a 303 stainless front piece and a 6061 military-grade aluminum back piece uh, to help frame the ball, A, visually, and B, we use aluminum. It's a lighter alloy to be able to have a, uh, a larger head style 
while still retaining a normal, you know, 350 to 362 gram weight range. The Innovate putters right now are all 358, but by introducing those both those alloys again, you're able to still have high MOI, which is the club's resistance to twisting or turning. All the weight and the stability of the putter is very solid. It's less likely to pull uh, or push. So I recommend them to all golfers, but anybody kind of getting into golf, I I would always kind of steer them into an Innovate style. Um, but yeah, that's been a, a great line for us. You know, it's PGA Tour proven, uh, winning on the tour with guys like Jim Herman and uh, other players in the LPGA who've used and won. So it's it's been a really good style and something that, you know, for 2022, I'm excited about our new Innovate 8, which has caught the eyes of a lot of guys on tour so far. Sam, outside of the, uh, obviously, the cosmetic differences between the studio stock, the BB series, and the Queen Bee series, if you had someone who was really excited about uh, finding more of a blade style putter in the Bettinardi family, how would you differentiate those three different models for the consumer so they kind of knew which one might be best for them? Yeah, that's a Ken great question. You know, when it when it comes down to what's best for the consumer, I would say you have to get fit. You just got to go and go through a fitting process. Here in Chicago, we have Studio B, which is located directly above the factory floor, where we use Quintec uh, fitting software and V1 fitting software. So you're going to come into Studio B and you're going to choose from a, a wide variety of putters. And Ken, in your example, if you're talking about a blade. In the BB series, we have our BB1, which is a plumber's neck style blade, our BB8 wide, a wider uh, a wider style blade, our flow neck BB1F, the Queen B12, which is a little wider flange. We have our Studio Stock 18. So what it comes down to is when you're going to get fit is what performs best for your putting stroke. And then, again, across all those different blades we offer, we have different finishes and different face millings on there. So in the BB series, it's a fly mill. On the Queen Bee, it's our micro honeycomb. On the studio stock, it's our roll control face. So when we go out on tour and we're working with the game's best players, the same thing we approach them is here's our models. You know, what styles do you like to look down at? What fits your stroke best? And what, what do you like for feel? So I think that really separates us from a lot of the different companies is they typically have one or two finishes at most, and then they all have the same face where we have three unique um we have, excuse me, four unique finishes and three unique face millings that provide different uh, options for all type, all types of golfers. That's such a great, uh, you know, explanation there. You know, for us, we we do fittings with our Sam Putt Lab here in store, and you know, in addition to the head design and finding something that you like looking at down on the bottom. Things like uh, toe hang and you know center shafted putters and can have dramatic impacts on people as they're uh, taking their stroke, can't they? Absolutely, and and to me, and I'm not sure how you guys do it, Ken. Sam Putt Lab is a great fitting tool, but to me, when people walk in, uh, the fir- one of the first things we talk to people about is what do you like to look at? Because we all know putting is all about confidence. So if you're confident in the putter you have, you're going to make more putts. And one of the things that we love to tell people is that when you're looking down at a Bettinardi putter, you know it's made in America. You know it's made on Bettinardi Golf's own state-of-the-art machines where it's not only milled in-house, it's polished, it's painted, it's assembled. It's all done by us. We've been doing it 
for 30 years. We know how to make putters. We, we have 95 PGA or 95 professional wins since we founded our company 23 years ago. So we have that validation on tour. So again, when you're back to a consumer and you want to try to find a putter that best fits your stroke, start with what looks good to your eye. To me, I love the look of mallets, and I know that I would love to use a slant neck mallet. I think it looks cooler, but for my game, a I need something that's face balanced. So, again, when you're getting fit for a putter, start with looks and then go into what works best for your putting stroke. You alluded to it a little bit earlier, and that's your relationship that you guys have with Matt Kuchar. And um, I think that's an important element to discuss just because, A, he's been so wildly successful with Bettinardi out there, but the putter you guys designed for him is fairly unique, but you also bring it to Marketplace. And I, I, maybe expand upon that a little bit as well. Yeah, uh, Kuchar's been, you know, our, our longest standing staffer. You know, in addition to him, we have Jason Kokrak, who's been so hot, you know, three wins in the last year on the PGA Tour. Matt Fitzpatrick, who's won twice. Uh, Sam Horsfield, who's won twice in the Euro Tour. You know, the Hall of Fame legend, Fred Couples. Uh, and then Patty Tavitanikit, who won our first major, and the LPGA Rookie of the Year. So we have a really, really solid staff. We had eight wins in 2021. Um, but again, when you come to bringing those, some of those putters to market, you asked about Matt Kuchar. When we developed the arm lock technology, not just for Matt, but for the whole game of golf, you know, no one was really arm locking it. Matt came to us in 2012 and said, hey, I just won the money title a year before, but my putting's not as consistent as I'd like to be. Can you make me a style of putter that I can brace on my arm and you know somehow get more of the wrists and the small muscles in my hands out of the putting stroke just to feel like I'm rocking my shoulders and that can be more consistent so since no one had ever made an arm lock putter we must have sent him about 30 putters back then with nine degrees of loft seven degrees of loft three degrees of loft negative loft you know two shafts offset three shafts offset center shafted all different lengths all different weights and he finally settled on the style he's using now, which is essentially our Studio Stock 28 arm lock. Uh, when he first started arm locking, he was at 44 inches, and he was at 7 degrees aloft. Now, believe it or not, before he used the right arm lock, he's at 2 degrees aloft uh, and 40 and a half inches. So uh, just bringing that to market is, hey, what was Matt using, and then what's going to make it most consumer-friendly? So when we first were learning about that in 2013 and 14, when we launched the Kucher models, those retail models were 40 to 42 inches. They had seven degrees of loft, two and a half shafts of offset. Now I think they're very friendly to consumers with five degrees of loft, one and a half shafts of offset. They just look beautiful. They're all face balanced, and it's been a really, really solid niche putter for us. That, as you know, and the, and the consumers in the golf industry know, you got guys like Bryson DeChambeau, Webb Simpson, Keegan Bradley, Matt Kuchar. Uh, among others that have experimented with it and have had a lot of uh, success with the arm lock style. Yeah, I would say that for someone who um, has a difficult time getting their wrists out of it or feel like they're too handsy in their stroke, um, that is a great effective way of pulling all of that motion out of the uh, the putting stroke. We, I know we, we sell a couple of them every single month out of our store um, for those that, that exact golfer. Yep, and I and I hate to admit this, but you know, growing up playing a lot of junior golf and playing collegiately, I was always a, a horrible putter, <laughs> even with the last name Bettinardi. But I discovered the arm lock in 2013, and it just totally changed my game. So 
So it's not just for for guys that are are uh, you know looking in to get into golf. It's for anybody just wanting to try to become more consistent again. Like you said, to take the risk and the hands out of it. And I think under pressure, it's been amazing. You know, you get those little twitches where you you know you push it or you pull it. Uh, arm locks just been so steady and just so amazing for me. And again, Matt Kuchar, uh, you know Joseph Bramlett, who just won the Corn Ferry Tour Finals with our putter. Uh, totally changed his putting. It's helped a lot of golfers out there. Well, what I heard is for those arm lock fans, even if Kuchar decides to retire out there, that putter's never coming out of the line now because you use it, Sam. So that's that's good news for them. <laughs> uh, as long as people keep buying it, yes, it'll never come out. And as long, you know, people always joke with me, they say, what are you going to do if they ban it? Well, the USGA, when they actually came out with a ruling, in 2014, they said, you know, long. 2016, they banned the long in the belly. And they said the long in the belly style where it's anchored on your body is going to be outlawed. But the Kuchar style of putting will always remain legal. Because when you think about it, when you're arm locking, the grip is on your forearm and it's fluid throughout your putting stroke. It's constantly moving. It's not in your body. So even though there's been some criticism uh, this past year, uh, you know, God knows why. I, I hope they never ban it. But um, what the USGA said to me makes it seem like it's going to be around forever. Well, before I let you go, I wanted to talk about 2022, and and uh, I know the the industry has gotten a little bit of a sneak peek at what's coming down the road from you guys. Um, maybe expand upon uh, what uh, we can see uh, from you guys uh, in in early spring next year. Yeah, so we just unveiled our product uh, right before Thanksgiving. We had a really cool Black Friday launch, all of our 2022 product, all murdered out, black on black, everything. But people will get to see, and you can go to our website and check it out. We're going to be launching March 15th. We have four new BB Series models. Uh, we're really, really excited to upgrade the material on the BB Series to 303 stainless steel. It's what all of our tour staffers are using, or a blend of 303 stainless um, so that is a huge upgrade. You have a really aggressive fly mill face. And I know I talked about the concave effect. If you rub your thumb on our BB series, you'll never feel any concave effect like you would with other of our competitors. It's completely flat. So that's really exciting. And then we also upgraded the Innovate range to have two great models. The Innovate 6 is going to stay in the model. That's our Fang style putter. Um, and that's about 5% smaller, a little bit more compact based on tour feedback. And the Innovate 8 is more, again, I would call it a full-body MOI. It's got an elongated sight line, really, really beautiful, a lot of buzz. The, the finish is a nice tour blast on the front, uh, stealth black on the body, really, really sleek. And then our new roll control face milling, which imparts a, a better roll, gets the ball into a true roll faster, uh, is also featured on the Innovate range. So really, really excited. March 15th, we're ramping up on all of our production right now to get ready for that launch. And uh, we're so excited. I have gotten an early uh, sneak peek at them, and I can tell you, uh, as they always are, um, Bettinardi putters are, they're the closest thing we have to golf jewelry. I can just, uh, I can uh, elaborate that uh, with, with full force. So uh, you guys have outdone yourself again for next year. Awesome. Well, Ken, I really appreciate that. That means a lot, especially uh, because we're making it. You know, we're not just designing it and hoping our factory lives on time. We're, again, designing, manufacturing, you know, ordering the material, uh, all the steel, polishing, painting, assembly, inspecting, 
all that's done in-house. So it's something that we're so proud of because we're actually crafting it. It's authentic. It's genuine. You know, we're family-owned. We don't have any outside investors. We're not publicly traded. It's my father and I that own and operate the business, and we're going to keep going. Well, we sure appreciate that. Uh, Sam, I really appreciate you talking with us uh, on Hazel Rockets today, and um, we will look forward to uh, getting into see and putt with all those new putters uh, come early in the spring. Yes, awesome. Thank you, Ken. Thank you so much for having me on and appreciate it. And I uh, can't wait to get our product out to you in March. Sounds good. Thanks, Sam. All right, Ken. Take care.